0: all right you're now tuned in to the follow-through with clips and drew the true players podcast Episode 266 you know what it is people it's the trade deadline it's nothing but chaos the lakers made moves the clippers made moves and of course the phoenix suns made the biggest move of them all it's the follow-through with clips and drew drew kick that intro music What up, podcast world? What's up, everybody? You know what it is. You know where you're at. It's the follow through with clips. It's Drew, the True Players Podcast, episode 266. My head is spinning. Drew, head spinning. <laughs> this is going to be such uh, a random episode because you know you, we both like to be prepared uh, for these shows. And with this one, I told Drew right before we started, I said this is just going to be winged because all of us, everybody listening to this show, trying to follow what happened at the trade deadline. We both said, Drew that this was gonna be an epic last minute thing. And the only thing that this like past 24 hours reminded me of is like clips of old Wall Street, like films where people are just buying and selling and papers are flying everywhere and people are pushing each other and just shit's just chaos the trading floor it's literally the the
1: trading the trading floor that's the trading
0: floor people just throwing shit and cussing and uh, dudes sweating it in suits and then the bell rings it's over and then everybody's like oh right
1: everyone needs a martini right after
0: that that's what i need you need a martini (laughs) the 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 trading is over i feel like i need a martini but you know everything was Going pretty well last night. I was Watching the Clipper game, updating Woj and what was going on. And right. big moves were made that we're going to talk about. Obviously, we're going to talk about Russell and, and the other teams that made some moves. But obviously, uh, the biggest move made was was KD is now in the land of the sun. Uh, mm. His his fourth uh, big three team that this guy's played on. We didn't think – you kind of thought that the, the Nets were going to hold off a little while on trading. But Matt Ishbia, if it wasn't for – uh, the deal going through last night, this deal wouldn't have happened for the Suns. And Ishbia, in his first day as controller of the Phoenix Suns, makes the biggest, the biggest move you could possibly make. If this guy doesn't win Employee of the Week in the NBA, I don't know who deserves it. So, Drew, Kevin Durant is now a son. And the way I'm looking at it is. Now, after all the ash is cleared and all the rubble's cleared from the mess, the fucking anarchy that that was this Brooklyn Nets past three years, all that's left on the Nets now is a bunch of, like, good role players with another expensive role player in Ben Simmons, but Ben Simmons doesn't know his role, okay? So that's what makes things so freaking crazy. What was your first thought when Kevin Durant – uh is traded to the phoenix suns
1: i thought it was fake i thought it was fake news i thought i thought i thought people were just trolling right like that my my initial instinct reaction was not no way this is this isn't real and then you know it it was it was very real i mean both you and i were awake that's the beauty of being on the west coast i know a lot of the east coasters and and People elsewhere in the world were asleep when this trade happens. They woke up and it's like, oh my god, Kevin Durant is is gone. He's 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 on the Suns. He's in Phoenix all of a sudden. Uh, so for us, it was nice because we I, I had the night to think about it, right? <laughs> and I think you hit the nail on the head, right? Uh, Ishbia, new owner, looks like they, You know, they threw their hat in the ring for the Kyrie Irving sweepstakes. They they don't land the guy, so. Ishbia, instead of going, okay, well, maybe this isn't our time. Maybe we'll just try and recoup and move some pieces around. Maybe get a backup point guard to help out Chris Paul or something like that. He goes, no, 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 no. Let's double down. Let's double down and let's, let's offer the boat. Let's back up the truck to, to Brooklyn and let's get Kevin Durant out of there. And that was what we were talking about on the last podcast was, you know, I, I definitely thought Kevin was going to stay on the Brooklyn nets for the remaining remainder of this year uh unless there was a trade that was exactly I mean dude I, I don't I don't like always just patting ourselves on the back but we we pretty much like lined this trade out on our last podcast we said the suns could do it for bridges we thought Aton was going to be involved had we, to. That's what I we thought, thought he had to. to happen and and they didn't want it they liked Claxton in Brooklyn which is cool and so they got bridges they got Cam Johnson they had Crowder and they flipped him to Milwaukee so uh Crazy, crazy. It's the biggest, I mean, so I, I do think this is like the biggest name that has been traded in a very, very long time. I mean, I'm talking about like all time, like Hall of Fame type of players. Uh, you know, I think Bill Simmons has 15 guys in his like pyramid of like the top 15 players and and only six of them have ever been traded. Kevin Durant is, is the sixth. So when you think about that and the fact that, Most of those top tier guys don't get traded. They tend to leave in free agency and pick their destinations the way that Kevin Durant has over the course of his time uh, and the way that LeBron James has as well. He's only left in free agency, he's never been traded. So, number one, it's unbelievable that the trade was able to take place. Number two, huge windfall for the Suns immediately turns their season around. They got Devin Booker back. He's playing again, he's on the court for them. Uh, And now they have a Chris Paul, Devin Booker. Kevin Durant, DeAndre Ayton, and then whoever the hell you want to put in there on the fifth spot is fine. They'll 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 tweak it. They'll figure out who that person should be. But you have the best scoring forward in the NBA, in Kevin Durant. You have the best shooting guard in Devin Booker. And you have the guy who Chris Paul is definitely waning, right? He's on the back end of things. He looks worse, much worse this mm-hmm. year than he did last year or two years ago especially. But he can still do the job in this role, right? Bring the ball oh, up from the, the offense. get This is get the best situation for him.
0: This exactly. is the best situation for him.
1: He doesn't have to shoot. I think I expect him to like lead the, the league in assists for the remainder of the season. Like Just starting from when Kevin Durant gets on the floor, I expect him to just be the assist leader and maybe his points per game will drop, which is all good. His minutes should drop a bit as well, I think, because Booker can can bring the ball up and KD can bring the ball up. But huge, huge windfall for the Suns. I, I definitely think this vaults them into top two or three contentions in the West. Like, I think there's still an argument for the Nuggets to be Hell yeah. maybe the favorites. I think they have a very complete team, a very solid team, the Nuggets do. And they just added Thomas Bryant, which we'll get into, I think, maybe later, which is their backup center that they desperately needed from the Lakers. But I think outside of the Nuggets, the Grizzlies, the, <laughs> the Kings, and, you know, the Clippers, the Mavericks, all these guys have to be on notice now that, that this Phoenix Suns team is for real. And I think it's the best Phoenix Suns team that's ever existed.
0: Well, yeah, of course, hands down. The fact that it got done, like, look, Drew, maybe there was some validity into, you know, in the post game last night after the Clipper game, Clippers played Dallas. It's Kyrie's first game. They asked Kyrie about the KD, you know, situation. He's just like, I'm glad he got out of there. Right. So look, (laughs) the way I'm looking at this is, are, are we sure that that deal to Phoenix was the best deal they could have done maybe Kyrie and KD were maybe these guys Josiah and Sean Marks really aren't good at what they do because at the end of the day Mm. this has been a shit show right and you supplied the shit show how do you have James Harden Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving and don't get one all-star in return at all Zero return on an all-star in any of the trades, any of the moves you make. Ben Simmons, Ben Simmons, (laughs) Ben Simmons. Come on, bro. Well, okay, cool. He's an (laughs) all-star was an all-star. Okay. That's fair. But Look, I just think I I don't, I don't see how you don't try to get Deandre Aiden in that deal. I think it Mm could have been done. Uh, I just think. The, the nets pulled the trigger way too quick but maybe these guys really don't know what the hell they're doing and then we 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 also discussed all that bullshit they had to put Kyrie through with the you know uh, having to apologize and the 12-step program to be able to come play with the team I'm not saying Kyrie was right or wrong but I'm just saying maybe these guys really don't know what the hell they're doing because I think they could have worked harder if they didn't if they didn't wait to the last minute to make that flip for KD I, the
1: pushback that I have is like I don't think the Pelicans were willing to deal Ingram. I don't think the uh, Grizzlies are willing to deal Bain. And I think those are the two guys that that the Nets would the two teams rather that the Nets would have been engaged in trade talks for for Kevin Durant.
0: Do you think they I, were though? That's my question. If these maybe. guys, well, okay,
1: that, that, that really. I mean, look, the onus on Sean Marks is to you know, if he wants to offload Kevin Durant is to be on the phone with every GM and testing the waters and testing temperatures and all that good stuff, which is clearly what happened this week. So many phone calls were back and forth and guys were waiting and waiting and waiting. And then it finally got done in the last, really, it was the last like 14 hours of the trade deadline window (laughs) that everything happened. So I do think I, again, this is just my opinion. I I'm assuming Sean Marks called every team that had an asset he was looking for in return of Kevin Durant. And my guess is they thought this was the best pick now. And now let, let, let's say this, though. Mikhail Bridges is, is very good, yeah. right? Mikhail Bridges is a, is a very, very good young player, solid defensive player. I think given the opportunity, which we'll, we'll find out here on the Nets, I think he can become a better and more complete offensive player. Defense, he's great, but offense is lacking a bit. But that, that may be due to the system. He doesn't have a lot of the ball in Phoenix. He'll have an opportunity to get a lot of the ball in Brooklyn. I also think that Mikhail Bridges is probably a better player than O.G. Ananobi, right? Which may have been the other oh, offer that was out oh. there. I think Mikhail Bridges is better than O.G. Um, and, you know, that's an argument that we can have. But Mikhail Bridges has been to a finals and has finished second in defensive player that you're voting. And I think is definitely one of the best defenders the league has. right? So even just going off of that, back to the Pelicans and the Grizzlies, um. The Suns also gave up four first round picks in this deal. So, you know, I think the Nets were looking to when you get rid of Kevin Durant, they they go, okay. well, the players, if we're not going to get an all star back, if we're not going to get the Ingram or a Desmond Bain or. Or some kind of all star, then let's let's load up for the future. Let's get as many first rounders as we can. Let's see if we can get some young pieces like Mikhail Bridges, like Cam Johnson that can improve those guys. You know, they have a lot of potential. So I don't necessarily think that this is a shortcoming for the Nets. It's, it's a bummer, right? Like there, there, there is no other way to say what this Nets experience was like for the last four years, other than catastrophe. So that's going to be the case regardless. I mean, the, the Harden, uh, Kyrie, Kevin Durant, they only played 16 games together. I don't know how much that can be blamed on Sean Marks and Joe Psy, uh, or Steve Nash for that matter. And then, the the Kevin Durant thing, he gets injured. I swear to God, I don't think this happens if Kevin Durant doesn't get injured. They were 17-2 and in in that lead-up to Kevin Durant going down with the injury. I don't think, I mean, maybe Kyrie still pulls the, you know, trade me or whatever piece and maybe that happens, but I, I don't see it necessarily happen. I think it unfolded really fast for them and I think they were decent in their reactions to this process and they got him away from the Eastern Conference. So at the very least, they won't have to see him that often and and he's not going to do them that much damage in the East, but it's rebuild mode for the nets, man. You know, they struck out hardcore strikeout with this, with these moves the last four years, but they have a way to rebuild from here.
0: Well, yeah, they brought it upon themselves too, man. And yes, they do have nice young pieces. We both like cam Johnson. Cam Thomas has been on an absolute like hot as fish grease oh my right God. now. Yeah. Uh, you know, I watched those, those three games that he was dropping 40. Plus the dude is absolutely crazy good I'm, I'm sure they'd rather have him than Kyrie right now but like look Phoenix is scary like now this is like really really scary the West just leveled up big time yep. even with Kyrie coming to Dallas and whatnot um, it's going to be really interesting because KD got to go where he wanted to go this is the you know save the last dance for Chris Paul this is your final shot to make this happen man like this is your best opportunity this is the best opportunity you will ever have to win this yeah. chip, and there's a lot of pressure now. Again, with this isn't Steph Curry, dog. This is not uh, Clay Thompson. You know what I'm saying? Some proven vets that have won chips before, like KD. You got to be the and, and this has been Booker's team for a minute. You know, and I, I think KD's going to be fine. He's not going to be mm. like a give me the ball and get out of the way kind of guy. You you would think, but uh, the West definitely leveled up. And now it's time everybody else is on the board. And that's why we were all expecting like some other big things to happen. So unless you have anything else to say about Phoenix in, in the Nets right now, I want to move forward through the other big one.
1: I, I do have one last thing, and I think you you, you you touched on it just then. And it is the last piece of whether or not Sean Marks and Joe Josiah did a good job is convincing the teams that you might want to trade Kevin Durant to to offer something that they don't necessarily know Kevin's going to stick around for. Right. So like picking the destination to trade with that excites them, that, that goes like, for instance, just taking new Orleans as a, as a, for instance, if, if Ingram was on the table and a couple other pieces that could have worked, and then you hear that Kevin Durant is just like, not going to do that and then not going to be happy and not going to want to stay and going to ask for another trade. Why would new Orleans pull the trigger? Right. So I think that is the last piece that we won't necessarily ever know. Potentially, we won't ever know how many teams were in the hat for it. So you that probably Kevin think, Durant said no to.
0: Right. So you probably think it was like Phoenix or, or just don't do it. Right. And, or, or what? Maybe it's there was Phoenix a couple other us.
1: teams that could. I mean, I, I think the Warriors were trying to pull some strings to get him back there. I, I've heard that from our inside source, Jeff Compton, Jeff, Jeff Crompton up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, that they were, Bob Myers was looking to make a, you know, a big swing to try and get Katie back in the mix uh, in, in the Bay. Uh, and I think Kevin would have been open to that. Who knows? Uh, and I think, you know, Miami, th- there's all these big players that, that would be interested in that, that would have to, I think, take a swing. I would love to see the way, the same way that we got like a breakdown of the offers that were made for Kyrie. I would love to see a breakdown of the trades that were offered to the Nets that they turned down, then we we can really go back and forth as to whether or not they did a good job.
0: Right. So, like, after the Hachimura trade uh, or signing, we were just waiting for the next domino to fall for the Lakers. And looking back on it, I think, like, they knew that the Russell trade was going to go through even on LeBron's night. I think they let all these it's guys possible. I think 100% especially with that little beef that Darvin Ham and and Russ had of not getting off the floor, how happy Juan Toscano Anderson was like during that game. I think it I think they let Russ and these guys like play in that game so they could be with LeBron and and you know experience that moment and then immediately get to trade them but the the talk of of a Minnesota Utah thing had been going on for a minute right and in the back of my head I was thinking to myself that like there's no way Danny Danny Ainge is going to make the Lakers better like or without having to give up the bag seriously I I didn't think it was going to happen and while there's a lot of teams tanking for Wembo now it seems like there's like the race to tank for Wembo like who is literally going to be the worst team and uh, the, the trade came out that Russell's going to go to Utah, which will most likely be bought out. Mike Conley goes to Minnesota and then D and Jared Vanderbilt. And who's my last Beasley. guy, Malik Beasley, uh, are going to be on the Lakers. And immediately when I saw that, obviously in our group chat, I said, wow, Lakers just scored. Cause I love Vanderbilt. Uh, I, I, I think Malik Beasley is undervalued and underrated. I don't yeah. know how he's going to fit into that team, but look, I think he'll start. I, he, sh- in my opinion, like yours, I think he. Sh- I think he should.
1: Yeah, I think he will.
0: Because um, uh, people aren't giving him the props he deserves. But I think this was a win for absolutely everybody in the most Lakers. Uh, Minnesota gets a veteran point guard that they need. Like mm-hmm. that, what they needed that locker room is somebody that's going to teach Anthony how to play with Rudy Gobert. Right, I played with him for a long time. Definitely, he's going to teach him how to be a professional. They wanted that to be the like, like Pat Bev two years ago, but. Mike Conley's probably a better dude to teach him to do that, and especially uh, getting rid of D'Lo, which is Cat's best friend. There's always some drama involved here. Is going to maybe make Cat a little more upset, but we all know now that this this team is being built for Anthony Edwards, and Mike Conley's going to be there to knock down buckets, to be a veteran, to not be absolutely chaotic in the playoffs like D'Lo was last year. <laughs> so. Mike Conley gets to go to and Minnesota, to play defense <laughs> and he'll play defense. Yeah. Mike, Mike Conley gets to go to Minnesota and I think he's going to do well there. I, I thought it was really respectable that last night at Utah, they all knew that Mike Conley was traded. He still wanted to go out and get the jumpers, get the warmups in with yeah. his teammate that shows what kind of professional that is. And that shows uh, just what kind of person he is, what kind of teammate he is. And, and that's kind of like a locker room guy that you need on the other end. Uh, You get Russell that's going to go to Utah, most likely get bought out. He gets out of whatever you want to call this situation. He wants to be free. Uh, He's going to get bought out in Utah. He won't take a flight. He won't take a step in Utah, no matter what. We'll talk about a buyout situation from him in a minute. And then uh, the Lakers. The Lakers get hype, they get shooting, and they get D'Lo back, former number two pick for the Lakers. I'm not necessarily sure he's the best uh, point guard that they're going to need for the Lakers moving forward, but I love Vandy. I love Malik Beasley. I think you got better.
1: I definitely think we got better. I, you know, the when we got Hachimura, I was excited because we didn't have any wings, right? We just, and I love wings. I'm a, I'm a wing stop guy. You are. Uh, and the NBA, in in this NBA, to be competitive, you need multiple wings. You just, you absolutely do. Uh, and we had an overload of guards. So. We get rid of, of Russell Westbrook, who uh, for for all those people that are going to be like bummed out that we got rid of Russ because of you know this new thing. He's coming off the bench and he's being a good team player. This is better for Russell Westbrook. This is what I have been saying since since it didn't work out pretty immediately. Right. As soon as he arrived is like this is not good for him. It's not good for the Lakers. Right. He deserves to be a starting point guard somewhere in this NBA. Uh, I think he'll find a spot in the buyout market, like you're saying. Uh, and and you know there, there may be a few teams out there that might want Russell Westbrook for whatever reasons right now. So I'm happy he's gone, and while D'Angelo Russell may not be the ultimate guy that we would like to receive in return for him, I do think he's playing quite well. He's averaging 19 points a game. He's shooting like 39% from three. He's having a career year right now. Yeah, career. And, and at the very least, the 39% from three is something we absolutely need. I think this could mean a return to LeBron as the point guard, something we have seen from the Lakers over the course of these last few years. And D'Lo can play off the ball. D'Lo can bring the ball up as a point guard. I'm just saying offensively, LeBron will have the ball, right? Like, and this is a return to what he likes. He he doesn't like having a point guard like Russ that demands the ball. LeBron likes the ball in his hands. So my hope is that D'Angelo Russell, who is a free agent at the end of this year, just like Kyrie has a lot to play for and needs to prove a point to the Lakers and to everyone else around the league that he is worth getting a contract, staying in the league, getting a four or five year big money deal. So he's going to have to prove that to the Lakers, to everybody else that he's doing this and going to try and play really hard for this Lakers team. His history with us is obviously a lot checkered. And I would say people might be, uh shy to warm up to russell <laughs> it's funny because we got rid of russell we have a russell now so i'll just say d people might be a little uh slow to warm up to d because of the fact that he you know snitched on, on nick young back when he was a laker which expedited his trade out of the lakers anyway i know lebron will will certainly have a conversation with him regarding that shit because you nobody think? snitches on you lebron think? Yeah. Uh, But but the bigger piece here, Clips, is if D'Angelo Russell is shit and not good, we can be rid of him at the end of this year. We would just let him go into free agency and then we'll go get Kyrie or whoever's available. But the Malik Beasley Vanderbilt pieces are very important for us. Malik Beasley is a good defender. Uh, and a, a qualified NBA starter, whereas, like, we lose Patrick Beverly, we get Mo Bamba as well, separate deal, but that was good too because, you know, when we ship Pat Bev and we ship Russ, you're looking around like, okay, well, what's this lineup going to look like? We probably need some defense. We need some wings. Bang. Malik Beasley, Vanderbilt can play defense. They're good players. Uh, I think we we now – I think we went from having, like, five NBA solid players to seven or eight. I think you could argue that are.
0: Why, why is everybody saying that though? You you're saying this too. like Richard Jefferson said that another guy said that like, okay, this team has a team full of NBA players now. Like, what does that mean? They're all NBA players. I don't get it. Do some teams not have NBA players. Did the Lakers not have NBA players on their team? I would
1: say that Juan Toscano Anderson was the worst signing that we've had in a long time. Okay. And so I would say he is sub he's below an NBA Rotation guy. Okay, would you agree with that?
0: Yeah, but he's still an NBA player. I just Patrick Beverly
1: that was shooting twenty five percent from the field, can't make a bucket, can't make a layup, and was fouling all the time. Not an NBA starter rotation kind of a guy. I think he was he was crippling us. Clips.
0: Oh, I know this. I know so this.
1: But- I understand your point, but I think you're just you're you're picking. You're you're trying to be uh, a little nitpicky with the wording of it. Right. That's semantics. I don't
0: I don't. I just don't understand what that means, because everybody's playing in the NBA or NBA players. And like if they're not mentioned in that conversation, they shouldn't be playing in the NBA. I get what you're saying. They're not performing at a level that like. Right. So you have a problem with the wording
1: of it. Which I, is, I do. I do. Which is I do. fine. It's I, not I don't with care. your it's
0: not with your <laughs> personal wording. It's a yeah. question that I understand what you're trying to say, though.
1: OK, continue. You do. You get the point. Right. You have yeah. you, at least we now have. I would. How about this? We have eight guys that we can trust. OK, better. Love it. How's that? Whereas before, I think we had about five, maybe five that you could trust. And and it was hard to get all five of those guys on the floor at the same time. Um, And so I like this trade. I was was pretty encouraged by it. I think it does make us more formidable in the Western Conference, which unfortunately after that got a shit ton harder uh, after we made that trade where I was like, oh, cool. I think maybe we might be able to creep into like the eight, seven seed conversation. And then, you know, everyone else got better in the West. So I think while I'm still encouraged, uh, Darvin Ham's going to have to figure out the best lineup, right? Do you start D-Low? Schroeder's been playing real good. So is it a D-Low-Schroeder thing? I think no, because there's no defense there. I, in my personal opinion, you probably start D'Angelo Russell, uh, Malik Beasley, you get Braun out there, of course, and then you choose Hatchamura or Vanderbilt and Anthony Davis. It's like those seven guys will be constantly – tweaked with i think darvin ham will have some fun trying to plug and play with different guys and different lineups to see what we can get the most out of but i am sad to see thomas bryant go that's the last thing i'll say is like thomas bryant earned a spot on this lakers team he performed head up the whole time like dude just a great solid nba player and and i think the nuggets scored huge with him as a backup center uh so i'm sad to see bryant go but I'm I'm pretty happy with where we are now. And I think I do think we, we, we can improve here. Like, we should not be with this team now, a 13 seed. We definitely need to be getting up into the top 10, into the play-in conversation,
0: 100%. Yeah, one thing LeBron does do is get people paid when they play well. And Thomas Bryant's going to be one of those guys that's going to end up getting paid at some point, at least some Caruso kind of money. But uh, you didn't even mention, I mean, we, we didn't even talk about Within 10 hours, Pat Bev was stoked to be back with d Hey, gang's back together. And then within 10 hours, Pat Bev is shipped to Orlando. Uh, for my guy, Mo Bamba, I'm so jealous you guys got Mo Bamba. Like, so freaking jealous. And that's just another big that you're going to have on the squad when Anthony Davis goes down or needs to take a night off. You got another footer in there that's going to help you out. I thought the Lakers did really good. It, it, for the first time in a few years, it showed me that Palinka is actually in there, like working in the yeah. warm room. Smart business. Get- this
1: was smart business.
0: It was hundred percent. And then also, like, I, I, I don't think I, I think Danny Ainge is really, really gunning for this number one pick. And when you look at the fact that they have fifteen protected and and lightly protected picks going into 2029 right now they're just stockpiling picks and you're getting rid of these core guys obviously uh walker kessler and and uh, larry markinen were not we're off the books we're not going to get traded and we had said on plenty of podcasts i think they're going to gut the whole team i'm surprised they didn't try to get more picks for jordan clarkson you know what i mean which i think they could have but yeah. I think Danny Ainge is playing the long game on this, and I right. think he he's really trying to get this number one pick. I was surprised that he dealt it to the Lakers though. And so, like, let's since Russ was a former Laker, let's talk about um, what's going to happen with him next. And the buyout's going to be coming. I think there are going to be a lot of interesting teams, and I think the Clippers are are one of those teams, if not the team that's going to get him. I got hit up all day today regarding what we should do about Russ. I was on a couple uh, chat boards or whatever you want to call them. I was participating in a couple of Clipper pages. And I'll, I'll, I'll say this, man. We would be absolutely stupid to not approach Russell Westbrook in a buyout situation. Like we would be absolutely st- stupid. I I watched everything that went on this year with Russell Westbrook and the Lakers. I get it. The Clipper fans get it. I mean, a lot of people are like, dude, we don't want to touch him with a 10 foot pole. The way I look at it is he is exactly what the Clippers need right now. Okay. And hear me out Clipper nation. You may not believe me and maybe I'll eat my own words, but this is a guy that's going to show up every single night He's gonna play his ass off. We don't, we're not asking him to be a shooter like the Lakers were asking him to be, like a shooter. We need you to score, but uh, you know, make jumpers and score buckets. Nah, we need Russell Westbrook to bring the energy. We need him to play defense, we need rebounds, we need somebody that's gonna be a dog. Cause right now, the only dog I see on the court is Terrence Mann. And the the body language of Reggie Jackson. I'm 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 sad we're losing Reggie. If you listen to the show, you know I love Reggie Jackson. I do, but we got my guy, Mason Plumley. I wanted Plumley. I want a guy that's going to come in, bang head, set picks, create space for Kawhi Leonard, not be uh, a gloomy Gus on the court at times. And, and Reggie paid. Uh, thank you, Reggie, for everything that you've done for the team. You mean a lot to us. You're going to stay in our hearts for a long time. But we got we have to get better. Uh, had to get rid of John Wall. The John Wall experiment didn't work. OK, it didn't work. And I think he got the shit end of the stick of it. I don't think he got the opportunity when he was healthy because Ty Lue was so uh, infatuated with the Reggie situation that he wasn't giving John Wall the chance. And when John Wall got the chance, the minutes were limited and then you get hurt on a dunk and then you're out of the game, right? Yeah. So really quick, I know I got off, off topic. Russell Westbrook's a guy I want. For the price, I think he would be great for us. I don't think he wants to play in Chicago. I think he is everything that we're lacking right now from a point guard position. We don't want him to shoot. It could blow up in our face, Drew. It could completely blow up in our face. But for the price point, like I said about John Wall, low risk, high reward. I'll take Russell Westbrook any day of the week. One man's trash is another man's treasure. I'll take it.
1: I think I have an issue with the way that nobody wants Russell Westbrook to shoot. No. And he does. So cool. I think that's something you got to wrap your head around. Of like, course. we don't want you to shoot, but guess what? He's going to shoot. LeBron James broke the scoring record and, and Russ took 19 shots. LeBron only took 20. Russ took 19. So he's going to shoot. And I think that's something that you, you may be neglected to, to calculate in there is because he will shoot 15 to 20. If he's your starting guard, which is what you'll probably do mm-hmm. if you pick him up, he'll be the starter. That's less shots for Kawhi, who only took like 12 shots in the last game against Dallas and Drew. less shots for Paul George. Drew. So I'm, I'm with you. I think the Clippers made the moves that they did because they want Russell Westbrook in the buyout market. Mm-hmm. I don't think you offload John Wall and Reggie Jackson and then not expect to get a, another point card uh, in, in return somehow in the, in the buyout market without making a trade, which they didn't. So I do think the, the Clippers will make the play for Russell Westbrook. I, based on everything that I've seen out of Russ and based on the last five years where he's been on five different teams, I think it's a bad move. I think it's a bad move. I think it's a panic move. Um, But I understand that he, again, the, the, you know, if we're going to look on the bright side of Russ, that was something that we talked about for the Lakers. Like he, he could be a great regular season guy for us, the hustle. Like when, when there's lack of hustle, you just look at Russell, Russell hustled Right. So uh, I, I, I agree that the team needs some of that, but I just think that this, I don't think I don't think this would be a good move for the Clippers. I understand that that's probably going to happen and we'll see it play out. And I don't want to hold it against him. He 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 did a lot to to try to make this situation work for the Lakers. And I and I appreciate his efforts in doing so. But I just don't I don't see this working out the way that you want it to potentially with the Clippers and I could be way wrong too, right? Just like you said, like I could, I could, he could fit right in and just be the catalyst that you guys look, need, but he plays fast and everyone else in that squad plays slow.
0: Yeah, but we need to play faster. This is, our pace has been horrible. This is something that we need. We need somebody to push the rock to get to the lane, to draw fouls. Norman Powell runs, wants, wants to run like, look,
1: that's what I would do. Like, I would, I would just start Norman Powell. That's what I don't care. has to
0: play off the ball. I Doesn't don't work care like that.
1: Look, <laughs> I would. Like, I'd rather have Norman Powell and Paul George and Kawhi Leonard and then two other guys and somebody will be able to figure out how to bring the ball up.
0: Man, look, when did when did Paul George have his best season with Russell Westbrook? I'm not with this Russell Westbrook trade. If Paul George and Kawhi Leonard and Ty Lue don't sign off on it, if they decide that they don't think Russell's the right fit. Cool. What I'm saying, the the thing that we are lacking right now, who was the guy you brought up last week when we were talking? You're like, we can both agree that – was it Fred Van Vliet? Van Vliet's a better point guard than than the, some guard that we were talking about, right? Do you remember this this little exercise we had last week?
1: I, I think I was talking about Kyrie in reference to – Yeah, Van yeah, to
0: point guard. Excuse me. You're right. Yeah. And we both agreed. Everybody we were naming. Okay, so is Russell Westbrook a better point guard than Terrence Mann? Check it. Yes. Is Russell Westbrook a better point guard than Bones Highland right now? Check the box. Yes. Like he would be the best one on our team. And he brings the shit that we don't have as a team. He brings something in order to get better for us. We need some toughness. We need to. I need somebody to fucking cuss out a ref or to look at Paul George and be like, look, mother- it may not work with LeBron. OK, mm. it might work with the Clippers. And Drew, it could totally blow up in my face. But again, like I said about John Wall, low risk, high reward, we need to go all in on Westbrook. And also there's another side to it where it's like, I know Russell Westbrook has some animosity with how he's looked over the past five years. We're talking about about a guy in 2017 who signed the biggest contract in NBA history, $205 million. What happened that year? played for the thunder next year traded to rockets traded to wizards traded to lakers traded to to the jazz gonna be bought out this motherfucker has something to prove and he doesn't want to go out like he's going out right now i want that russell westbrook so clips is all in on the westbrook drew is not i want to say one thing about luke Kennard and reggie really quick i already said my piece about reggie luke who i've really liked we've talked about him a lot he's provided me our team with some amazing shots he's a crazy shooter uh that legendary game against washington a couple years when we, we were down 35 he was the reason for it we really wanted this to work with luke and he is such a defensive liability that last night in the dallas game this is where i knew i i i I texted my Clipper buddy. I said, "Dude, Luke's gone tonight." Last night in the Dallas game, Luke doesn't play the whole first quarter. Second quarter, they they get him in and he gets a switch on Ky- or Kyrie gets a switch on Luke Luke Kennard. Every person on the Dallas bench stood up, Jason Kidd, they're waving their hands. "Go at him. Go at him." Like just this guy is shark food on defense. And he tried, he tried really hard this year, do I mentioned on the show, like Mm -hmm. his efforts there, he's, he's moving his feet really well, but fuck, man, they're just targeting this guy and we can't have that. Right. So losing Luke Kennard, a great shooter is going to be tough for us, but if he's not getting the shots, if he's in games and not shooting, it's not working. You feel me? So, uh, it's going to be a loss. But I also want to bring up – I want to get your take on Bones Highland because he was one of the guys I brought up in the show a couple of days ago. No. Another low-risk, low high-reward guy. Yeah. He's young. He's energetic. He's kind of like a, 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 a an inspired Reggie Jackson, right, with, with mm. more handles. I like it. I think he's going to bring us a, a, more energy. I think yeah. that's going to be that second team is going to be pretty nice. What's your take on the Bones pickup?
1: I like it. Uh, he clearly had a falling out. That happened real fast in Denver. It sure
0: did, right? What happened? I mean,
1: really fast. He was playing a lot. And yeah. then all of a sudden, it was like, oh, he Denver's off the IG uh, bio. And it's like, whoop. And now he's gone. It's like, dude, that happened so fast. right? Uh, and... That was shocking to me. I mean, when you had brought it up, I was like, Oh, yeah, that makes sense. And then I didn't realize like just how how desperate the nuggets were to get rid of this guy. It's crazy. So clearly something went wrong there. I I think a fresh start's obviously what the kid needs. A lot of talent, Bones Highland, a lot of talent, a lot of grit. Uh, I do think in the instance where Russ doesn't end up a, as a clipper, you got a guy that can that can give you 20, 25 minutes at the point guard spot spot mm-hmm. for sure. Like and you can rotate team man and him and I don't know about Jason Preston. I don't know if he's ever going to be an NBA player, but mm-hmm. uh, or a trustworthy <laughs> NBA player. Um, but uh, great pickup, I think, there for the Clippers. Uh, super small uh, amount of money that you had to pay for the kid um, mm-hmm. on on a salary, and you didn't have to give up much to get him. So this is a sweet move for the Clippers. I yeah, want to yeah. say though, real quick, Kennard will help Memphis. Like that's that's a, there's a reason that he went to Memphis. I think I do think he will help Memphis. Uh, I understand the defensive liability piece, but you know they have multiple rim protectors, uh, whereas the Clippers don't. I mean, you have Zub, and then once you're past that guy, there's no rim protection. So when he gets burned, someone else will be there. Stephen Adams, Brandon Clark, you know uh, Jaron Jackson. You know they have a bunch of guys that can protect the rim. Where I, where I do think it's True. not as as uh, um eye opening of an, of an issue for, for Luke. Right. And, and they don't have a lot of three point shooters. So I think it's a solid pickup for the Grizzlies.
0: Yeah. I, I, I want to see how that's going to work out. Yeah, I, I really do. And I, I want Luke to work out. I mean, there's a place in the NBA for mm-hmm. Southpaw shooters that shoot it at a high clip. It just wasn't working here, and I didn't want to get rid of him. And also, Drew, it finally happened. Like, Eric Gordon got out of Houston, just like (laughs) D'Lo. D'Lo went full circle with the Lakers right now. Eric Gordon is full circle with the Clippers. It's another solid vet. I'm sure he's happy to be back on the team. This is a guy that knows how to play basketball, doesn't do dumb shit. He does get hurt a lot, but he can shoot from distance. He's strong. He's like like an old Norman Powell, right, because E.G. used to bang out. He is. Used to bang out on people, used to get to the lane, a little bowling ball. Um, I'm happy that we got Eric Gordon. And um, it's just another solid vet on the team. So I want to ask a question. First of all, I think it's interesting that nobody brings up the fact that, you know, we bring up uh, uh, the Nets and like all the picks and Utah's picks like they're they're they got a bunch of picks. The Houston Rockets have all those Nets picks. So 2023, Nets first round pick swap. 2024, Nets first round pick. 2025, Nets first round pick swap. 2026, Nets first round pick. 2027, Nets first round pick swap. They got a lot. That's from that Harden haul. okay? Right. So we, we might all be talking shit about how bad Houston is, which they are. Yep. But some of these teams like OKC and Utah and Houston, they're just sitting in the background like, yo, bro, keep just getting all the ammo. They're building that underground spot with the flour and like all the all the food and the MREs that you need to eat because they're going to be coming at, at, at the NBA hard with all these picks.
1: Well, you make a really good point there, too. And I do think I remember very much the whole reaction to the James Harden trade where we're looking at like, why didn't the Rockets get more than this? Right, like, why didn't they? They didn't even take Allen. They didn't, you know, they didn't take Jared Allen. They didn't. They didn't get anything really. We were thinking, but now maybe they had the foresight to go like, eventually, this Kevin Durant Kyrie thing ain't, ain't going to work, and now that that trade looks a like a shit ton better for them. They're going to. is that why the Lakers pick picks. is so
0: big? Isn't that why the Lakers pick is so big? That twenty twenty nine, like they're 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 yeah. assuming LeBron's not going to be there correct. anymore. AD's going to be washed up. That That's pick correct. might be worksome. some.
1: Right. Yeah. That's, that is why it's very coveted uh, because LeBron's contract will be up by that point. But certainly in the moment, it did not look like the Rockets made the smart move, but now no Kyrie, no James Harden, no Kevin Durant. They're going to be rolling in it, bro.
0: I told, and you know what, man? She keeps bringing me up to the, this phase, this Instagram post from Ben Simmons when it's him and, and KD and Kyrie. Just <laughs> it's an Instagram post. You remember this? It's going to be scary, scary hours. <laughs> Man, it's that's just so wild. Um, The one interesting thing too is we have been talking for shit the past two weeks about how just everything was going to be centered around Toronto, right? Like everything yeah. is going to be uh, surrounded by Pascal and and Fred Van Vliet and OG and like they made one move, man. They made one move. No, they added it. They added a guy. <laughs> they add, they, <laughs> they just didn't, added they didn't sell anybody. They added a guy. <laughs> they added Jakob, who they already had, and like Nick Nurse was saying, like. Yeah, uh, yeah, we really we liked him when he was here. And they I'm drafted like, him. They drafted yeah. him ninth overall. But and- didn't we think? Didn't we think? First of all, Toronto was going to make a, a major moves, right? They're they're going to make some moves. They're going to get some draft capital. They're going to try to push OG. Maybe go for some of these these higher uh, these higher up free uh, free agents or or trade baits, and they do nothing. They legit do nothing. So no. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a little concerned. Should we be concerned? What are they waiting for?
1: If, if there is concern to be had, I think it's for Nick nurse. Mm
0: -hmm. I think
1: the lack of activity may point at a coaching change to see, like maybe Messiah is going like, well, I kind of like what we have and I don't like what other people are offering us. Maybe if we get a fresh face in here, these guys will respond better or something like that. Um, I, I don't necessarily want to say that he's going to be fired. He's one of the best head coaches in the NBA. I, I don't think there's a question about that. He hasn't been able to get the best out of these guys for the last couple of years. So maybe maybe a fresh start for Nick Nurse is important too maybe he gets a, a new team somewhere else as well. I mean Atlanta could probably use him but uh, you know I, I was shocked. everyone, everyone in the media sphere was like cool like the, we're all kind of waiting for for OG and Van Bleet or Siakam or all of them to be, you know, dropped (laughs) and traded for. And I wonder how much conversations Toronto had with Brooklyn around Kevin Durant. I do wonder that, right. Because that could have been, you know, we'll give you, you know, these three things and a bunch of picks that could have been a destination for KD. So I'm curious about that, but it was shocking to see OG and Anobi not go anywhere. I mean, Van Bleet. I can understand people like being like a little it's like let's wait and see. We don't need to rush to get Van Bleed. He's having a down year, down couple years. But OG was like the hottest name leading up to the trade. Trade. Everyone was talking about OG and Anobi, which I it, it did kind of surprise me because he isn't super proven. He's a very young kid. He's got a lot of stuff that that he can do, uh, and and mostly like his early years in the NBA were not great years. So he has improved and. Uh, I certainly is a, is a, a piece that any team would want to have as an addition, but, uh, yeah, man, I think the only thing that I can come up with is maybe this is Masai going, I don't think it's a problem with the roster. It might be a problem with the coach
0: or it's a problem with the price tag dog. That, yeah. You know what I mean? You may be overvaluing when we had our discussion about Van Vliet and I was mentioning that he's 29. Yeah. He's want to come wanting to command a $30 million deal, right? At least the Brunson money. He deserves the Brunson money. I'm with that, Yeah, but. Maybe, and, and they were talking about OG. Maybe us in the media were the ones that were just overvaluing OG, yeah. dude, because we're all talking about it. I'm like, holy shit, it started right. watching more Raptor games. And I'm like, damn, the, <laughs> guy, the guy I want on that team is Pascal. Out of all of these yes. guys, it's Siakam's the one that I want. It's not for Van Vliet. It's, yep. not, it's not OG. I would love to have OG, but like, come on, man. So
1: Right. I wonder if wait. they could have done like a, a Siakam OG for Kevin Durant and some picks. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like that could have that That would have
0: made more sense than, than this Phoenix shit. To be honest with you, that would have made more sense to me than than Phoenix. Right. So uh, before we get into, we're going to do a little round Robin thing of like everything else that's happened in the NBA. I want your grade on uh, what the, how the Lakers did. I want the drew the right thing. I want your grade a through D how the, how the Lakers did in this uh, trade deadline scenario.
1: Well, it's hard to grade. The the grades are tough. Like, because it, if I'm grading in, in in reference to the other moves, it can't be an A because Kevin Durant's the A plus, right? So, like if, if we're doing it in that sense, the way that the way that I look at it in comparison to the rest of the league, I would give this a pretty solid B. We get rid of Westbrook, we bring in some guys and pretty much shake up our whole second unit uh, as well. Like a lot of a lot of new phases on this team now. Uh, and we addressed some of the key problems that we have three point shooting and wing depth. Um, you know, I would have loved to see canard come our way, would have loved mm. that, mm. but that didn't happen. We were going to do
0: that. We were going to do that for you anyway.
1: Yeah, that's fine. Uh, so I think a B is, is fair. I, it, it could definitely drop to a C or a D depending upon how these next couple of weeks go when we see these guys all on the court together. But from the outward perspective, just kind of toying with it, I think we got better. So I feel good about that. Uh, I do think it'll be awkward, though, uh, when Russ goes out to get the mail in the morning now, and he looks across the street and he sees LeBron James's house and goes, uh, hey, hey,
0: hey neighbor. Hey, old friend. Um,
1: so, yeah, I think I – no, think what's weird, Drew, is, is Scotty good.
0: Pippen and Mal- awkward- Malik Beasley. That's the weirdest, most awkward thing in the world. How are you going to play basketball and be in a locker room with a dude that's boned your mom? How do I you think think do it's, that? I think it's
1: called the, the G League. He's gonna be working. He's working in the G League. Yeah, Scottie Pippen I'm is not gonna be playing. Pretty too many sure games.
0: Scottie Pippen has played his last game, like at Crypto.com <laughs> Arena, because you cannot do that, Drew. Right.
1: Well, look, dude. I mean, Scotty, is going to be in the NBA. He's going to have to look out for a lot of guys. That's just the truth. It's not just Malik. He's got to. He's got to look out everywhere he goes. Unfortunately, for Scotty Pippen Jr., I do feel bad about that. That's it's pretty fucked up. But I look. She's not with him currently. I think it would be a whole other thing if she was still no. dating Malik Beasley. I'm with you, bro. I'm with you, man. That's a that's a whole other thing.
0: Can you imagine, like, even if you even get like in an on court, like, you can never like verbally <laughs> ar- argue with this guy.
1: Look, like, I don't yeah. Scottie Pippen has played like a total of 25 minutes this year. It's not going to be that big of a deal. He's going to be shipped down to the G League for it's sure.
0: Still a great Lakers story, though. Like it's still so good when that came out again yesterday. Because I forgot to put two and two together. Like, dude, how could you be on a team with a dude that's banged your mom? It's just so wild. So yeah. And he's been having to deal with it for a while. We never talk about Scottie Pippen Junior not here. So it is what it is. You're giving them a solid B. For what they did in the in at the trade deadline, I'm a little I'm a little different. I think the Clippers did a C plus. Like I think we I think we address some issues that we have. I think Clipper Nation is gonna really. Re- I know it sounds weird, guys, but I think you're gonna love Mason Plumley. I really do. I wanted this guy on the team. He does all. I, even watching Javale McGee last night, right? Yeah. Because I think we were gonna be making a move.
1: We get to see McGee- him shoot left handed all the time now.
0: Mason, Mason, yeah, the only. A professional basketball player that literally changed his shot after 10 years in the NBA. It's so random, <laughs> but like JaVale last night, he didn't, he, he did everything that I want for the Clippers. He got yeah. his first play that he came into the game. I saw him set four screens for Kyrie. <laughs> this is no joke, man. Four <laughs> screens back to back. This dude was everywhere, throwing screens and then blocking shots and running the floor. So I was, uh, That that's what I'm looking for in a big man that needs to buy. I, this is going to give Zub. A little more breathing room, right? Yeah. We can let Zub be off the floor for a little while longer. Yeah. Uh, and Zub hasn't been, isn't this like some defensive force or some amazing rebounder? But you're gonna like Mason. Mason runs the floor. He would run with Russell Westbrook if we have Russell Westbrook on the team at some point. He'll run with Bones Highland. The dude's been playing with Lamelo for the past three years, so like he knows how to play with up up upbeat point guards and whatnot. Um, I think losing Reggie it sucks, man. It sucks. And I I know a lot of people hit me up, a lot of Clipper nation that are sad that we're losing Reggie. And it sucks. This is the worst part about sports is because when you're really invested in a team and you're a true fan of the team, these, these players become so important in your life and you share these experiences with them. Like, dude, that run to the Western conference finals, Reggie was so freaking amazing. And like, you have these awesome shared experiences. You look, I'm looking over on my desk and I got my Reggie, my Reggie Jackson, you know, bobblehead staring right at me right now. And uh, so it sucks, but it is part of the game. And I do think that for what we had to give up. I think the Clippers did really well. I do. I think we tried to swing for the fences on a couple of them. I know uh, Lawrence Frank was doing the due diligence and making the calls and trying to get the best uh, case scenario for us without giving up the Terrence Manns and without giving up the Rocos. And I'm surprised Rocco, I'm surprised Rocco and Mark, Marcus Morris are still on the team. Yeah. To be honest with you, I, yeah. I, I, I really am. I thought Marcus Morris, out of everybody, especially after last night's game, I'm like, oh, shit. Uh, yeah, he's going to probably be go. So for not getting rid of too many assets besides Reggie and Luke and John Wall, I think the Clippers did pretty well.
1: Yeah, I think yeah, C plus C plus seems like a like a fair. I, I I do think because we expect at least another addition, you have an open roster spot on your on your squad. I I think it's fair that 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 could go up or down as well, right? Like it could be you you could add Russell Westbrook. It could be somebody else that we don't know. I mean, a lot of guys are going to be bought out or released or whatever during the course of this uh, whole moving around moving pieces. And there's going to be people dropping off left and right. So, you know, I don't know what the Spurs are going to do with Devonte Graham. That's a, just a random, I'm just throwing out a random name that I think is probably going to be available because this Pelicans just traded him away for Josh Richardson. So uh, there's going to be options for the Clippers. It's not just Westbrook or bust. There will be more available point guards out there for them to choose. But I think C-plus is is fair. You address the big man issue that you really needed to address. And, you know, there's room for improvement.
0: Yeah, I agree. So a lot more happened besides KD, Lakers, Russ, Clippers, all that. So let's just take us around really quick. Uh, tell us the moves that, that have been made and maybe yeah. we could talk about them a little bit. The ones that stick out out in your head a little bit.
1: Sure. Well, Kevin Durant also was joined by TJ Warren. So he's back in the Suns. So that's a really, really solid pickup for the Suns also because they did lose a lot of the wings, right? And and TJ's on like a less than $2 million uh, contract this year. So it's a really easy plug and play, good score, can start until Kevin Durant is healthy enough to return to the floor. And then... Within that trade, the Suns did get rid of Jay Crowder, right? So it looked like Crowder was going to go to the Nets, and now he's finding a home kind of, I think, where he wants to be in Milwaukee, uh, which is big because Portis has been out for some time. So Crowder, I think, will immediately help them. And then that kind of led to a trickling of Nawara Ibaka and George Hill getting pushed over to the Pacers. So it was all these like, that's really the domino effect of that particular Kevin Durant trade with all those other pieces involved. So I think that's important for us to touch on because uh, I think Milwaukee got their guy. I think Milwaukee really wanted Crowder um, and they got him. And then I think uh, TJ Warren will be a a home run in uh, in Phoenix.
0: Yeah, I got to watch him against the Clippers the other night with Brooklyn when him and Cam Thomas were going off. You remember TJ Warren was the bubble king. Yep. At one point in the bubble, yeah, and he, he looked great, his size is great, his stroke is nice. I think Phoenix got another, you know, and they got Landry Shamut coming back. Like they got shooters, man. Yeah, they got a lot of shooters on that and squad.
1: TJ TJ was a son before right. all this right. back and forth, but you know, so he's he's familiar with it. Um, I think and he'll I, do just I, on,
0: about the Jay Crowder thing. I think we brought up Milwaukee would be a great place for him to go, yeah. and Milwaukee didn't really make any moves except for that. I think that was their guy going into this, yeah. Because if anybody could take a guy that hasn't played like an NBA basketball game in five months, it'd be the, it'd be the the Bucks, you know, yeah. and as long as he's yeah, he fine, should be fresh, playoffs, right? he should be fresh, you better be fresh. <laughs>
1: I think he will. I think he's excited to be in, in a winning situation. Like we were saying, he wants to be in a playoff scenario. It wasn't didn't make any sense for him to go to a place that wasn't going to be a winning type of a team. So he found it. Uh, we thought maybe Memphis would, would go for him, but it turns out they didn't. Um, so. That was one. Josh Hart to the Knicks for Cam Reddish was another big one. I think Josh Hart is he's a he's a perfect Thibodeau kind of a guy. Right. And he gets reunited with his Villanova guy, uh, Jalen Brunson. They're they're real tight. Stoked,
0: stoked to get him.
1: Yeah. And unfortunately, Ryan Archidiakono, who was also on that Villanova team, got sent the other way. And he was on the Knicks with Jalen. So it could have been the trio of them. Uh, on the Knicks but that didn't work out but uh, Cam Reddish goes to Portland uh, which is nice I don't I the ha- Cam Reddish I can't figure out why he can't find minutes Atlanta Atlanta was too busy at the wing so that kind of made some sense It's like well they have a lot of options there let's send him to the Knicks and it's like okay cool he he, he can play and then all of a sudden the Tibbs, I mean, I get it, right? I think Cam Reddish may not there. be a defensive juggernaut that that Tibbs needs, so maybe Portland he'll will be able to unlock Reddish.
0: Yeah, I think there's some other stuff there too, though. There should be. there there should be no reason Cam Reddish isn't getting some minutes, especially on the Hawks or the Knicks. I think. Yeah. I don't know what Portland's plan is. I know they got Thibault today, which I, I, you know, I, I, I like Matisse Thibault a lot. Yep. Uh, but we were and we they were got Sadiq Bay. Sadiq, that was a big one too. Yeah, Yeah. I forgot about that one. So what happened with that?
1: That actually leads me to the next one. It was kind of a big big deal, but uh, the Warriors let go of James Wiseman. They finally cut the tether. They said, go be free, uh, hopefully somewhere. And, of course, Detroit was like, right over here, right here. We'll do it. We'll take the other big man. Give us another big man. Send us Wiseman. We're not doing jack shit. We'll just let him run up and down. Let's see if he can play at all. Like, we're going to find out.
0: Yeah, somebody in the front office is like, all right. Marvin Bagley and yeah. James Wiseman. This is going to work.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I, but I do think it's 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 a really positive thing for Wiseman because he should get an opportunity to prove himself finally. Like, Zero he, expectations. he should be able to play 30 minutes a game if they want him to. And see, like, let's see can he be <laughs> a starter in the NBA? I mean, you know, he's got a lot of promise. But so they let go of Wiseman finally for five second round picks, mm. which is the other thing that happened all day today. Second round pick mania. This is this is second round of Palooza. I don't understand how many second rounders have been tossed around, but the Warriors take those five second round picks, which was like what?
0: Yeah, how many and then you they turn get? that you get like 30 or what? Like, how many second round picks do people have?
1: I it's so insane. But then they turn those into the return of Gary Payton the
0: second awesome move.
1: So they get their guy back. Dante Divincenzo, I think, has been doing well, but is not what Gary Payton is. That's been kind of proven. Even though I, I think Di, Divincenzo's really been coming on pretty strong defensively, especially. Mm-hmm. Uh, but really, really big return of Gary Payton. He offered so much versatility on both sides, really, because they were able to play super small with him because of his athleticism and run him, like uh, you know, at the top of the key. Where, you know, Steph and everyone's just running around and then they dump the ball to Gary Payton, who's a guard who just takes like two dribbles and dunks on whoever is trying to step up uh, and obviously is a lockdown defender. Steph Curry, of course, the big news is out for some period of time now. It looks like a few weeks at least uh, with a leg injury that he sustained last week. Uh, so, uh, rest up step. I hope he can come back on the court. That's, big. That's, That's big. a really big loss for them. Obviously he's their best player. Mm-hmm. Uh, but clay did go off for 42 points sure this did. week. Uh, so had a nice, had a nice return for clay again. It's nice to see him popping up into those numbers every so often, but big, big trade for golden state. I think if you would ask me, <laughs> if the Warriors traded Wiseman and all they got back was Gary Payton the second I'd say that sounds like they got fleeced a little bit right you might want and you might expect James Wiseman to go for a little bit more than five second rounders which eventually turns into Gary Payton the second I I would assume most Warriors fans are like well what the fuck was that Bob Bob Myers like why did we draft this guy instead of LaMelo like why did we draft this guy instead of so many others why didn't we trade him sooner so that we can get more return anyway the saga with James Wiseman is over. The Warriors move on.
0: Was it a saga, man, or is it just something that, like, he's just a kid, didn't play a lot of co- – didn't barely play at any college basketball, right? I think when
1: you're the Warriors team that hasn't had a lottery pick like that in quite some time – granted, afterwards they had Kaminga and Moody and all that. He was the number two pick. I, do you remember the last time the Warriors had a number two pick? It was probably, like, Chris like Webber. Chris Weber. Chris, like Weber I, Chris Weber. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like i Like, it's a long time ago. So I, I do think for that franchise, especially with the pseudo dynasty that we've had there in, in, in the Bay Area, it was a huge pick. They had a they had a second overall pick to add to a dynasty and they fucked it up. So I think. Yeah,
0: but, did, but did they? That's what I'm saying. Remember, we always talk about patience. Like we're just going to throw away these 21 year old kids if it doesn't work out. For they've been pretty year. patient
1: clips okay. because his contracts up. Right. So they, they had to make a decision. They're going to either right. extend extend the kid. Uh, offer him some sort of extension, or let him go in free agency, which is terrible for a second overall pick. At least they to got something for him. In Detroit, exactly. Oh, damn. Um, we talked about Pirtle going back to Toronto. Mike Muscala,
0: the Laker killer,
1: Laker killer, three point sniper, goes to the Boston Celtics. Really, really smart move by the Celtics. Good call. Brad Stevens needs a backup, backup, backup at the third center because Robert Williams and Horford need. They need rest and and Robert Williams can't stay on the floor.
0: Hey, have they hit their their NBA limit of white boys on the squad? uh, Boston's like at at six right now, five. Well, they got Pritchard, Richard, Hauser,
1: Luke, Cornette. Cornette. They got Cornette. Blake is half.
0: half, Right. (laughs) They got five and a half on that. Boston knows something, y'all. Boston knows something.
1: Oh man, um, and I think those are like most of the major ones. Let me see if I can. Looks like Will Barton's going to become a buyout guy. By the way, just a woge bomb right there. Um, I, that's really it. I, so the Sixers did add uh, Jalen McDaniels from the Hornets. So the Sixers got another wing. They did get rid of Matisse Thibel, like we talked about. He's over in Portland now. Uh, so they replace him with a guy that's pretty pretty freaking long and pretty talented. Uh, I think a, a good player. And I think those are, those are like the major ones clips. was I missing anything?
0: No, man. I mean, it was just so much going out. It was so hard to keep up with. This is why the NBA is the greatest, the greatest game on television too. Like what other sport has trade deadline drama like this? I don't even know if football has a trade deadline. I don't know if baseball has one, but let me tell you, man, there is nothing like NBA trade. Deadline. They both
1: do. They both have those. They, they both like, have trade deadlines.
0: I'm sure they do. But it's nothing like this, right? No. Absolutely like not.
1: It's not even close. It's so much fun and I think it's huge for the NBA too because there's this lull where it happens, where it takes place right before the Super Bowl weekend, but there's no football and there's no baseball. It's just the NBA and it's the hockey. That's really what you got here. You got a little golf kicking off here and there, but it's a huge magnifying glass and I think this is when most of the casual fans tap into the nba they go cool let's check out the trade deadline and let's see the back half of the season unfold and then we'll get into the playoffs everyone loves the playoffs uh, last one that i forgot to mention is the suns did make another move outside of the ones we talked about they got rid of dario saric i think that was a money move right try and make some some salaries you know cut a little bit here and there and they brought in darius Baisley from the oklahoma city thunder so that's a that's an interesting move i think a good springy darius Basley, very springy guy i think he could be Uh, You know, the 12th guy on that team, I don't expect him to get a lot of minutes, but my guess it was just a contract situation kind of a deal there. Uh, But that's it, man. I think that's that's all of them. Uh, Welcome to to Mo Bamba to the Lakers.
0: And he's already there was a picture he posted with him already at the U-Haul. He can't wait to get out of there. Free my guy, Mo Bamba, just free Cam Reddish, free Mo Bamba. I'm I'm (laughs) so jealous that you guys got him. Uh, I want to bring up one thing heading into, you know, All-Star Weekend coming up here. I think it's going to be, uh, you know, we're we're anticipating uh, a fun all-star weekend. Uh, finally, I'm pretty sure the NBA listened to the follow-through with Clips and Drew because we got our wish of getting Jericho Sims to be in the dunk contest, which should be fun. I'm really excited to watch yeah. that. But, you know, players keep going down, man. We're going to have no Seth or Steph. We're going to have no Zion. We're going to have no KD as of last night. No Jalen Brown because Jalen Brown just did something to his cheek. I don't know if he's going to be. Uh, It ran right into
1: Jason Tatum's elbow and fractured that fractured that thing.
0: A lot of people are going to be out. So maybe some of those reserves that we were looking for are probably going to get in and and be able to play. Uh, I'm still really excited about it, but I know you have to go. um, Drew is moving into his new crib today, so he's got a lot to do. Yep. Uh, So we are kind of on a time schedule, but we wanted both of our thoughts to kind of be, we didn't even bring up what happened with LeBron this week. It was a pretty, Awesome experience to see LeBron do it. I knew it was going to happen just based on the outfit and the fact that he flew 200 people out to this game, 200 friends and family. And you're like, "Dude, there's no way this guy's pushing this shit till Thursday. Like, oh, yeah, he's got
1: his kids sitting courtside. Like, yeah, yeah, he's, he's doing it.
0: He's getting 36 points no matter what. I'm just really happy. That We got a chance to witness it. I thought the fadeaway was great. We, we both were hoping maybe he was going to be super extra and do the the hook (laughs) shot, but that didn't happen. But congrats to LeBron James for breaking a record that I never thought I'd see happen. Um, It seemed like he got all the flowers. I know you were a little concerned. You were you felt and I think a lot of people felt I was watching Twitter when this happened that they're like, why did they stop the game? Yeah. Yeah, but I'm I'm all for it. Like you the, the the NBA knew it. There was a game plan going into the game. They yep. there was rules like if it's if yeah. it's in the fourth quarter, like we're not going to do it. If it's overtime, we're not going to do it, but they had to do it and he yeah. got the ball and I, I'm fine with it.
1: Well, there's there's precedent for it too. Uh, when Kareem broke Wilt's record, they stopped the game. Uh they did. It wasn't a production like this.
0: Come but- on. Were you expecting anything less?
1: I no, I was expecting all of that to happen at the at the break of the court. There was ten seconds left in the right. quarter.
0: Right,
1: just play the, play the ten fucking seconds. Finish the
0: play. Finish let's, the play.
1: Let's do it then. You know, I I mean, I get it. I told. I mean, and I, to be honest, I thought there was going to be a, a pause in in the game. Everyone give him all the accolades, and then at the end of the game, we would go. Everyone on the court, family hugs. You know, all the speech videos, all the stuff that happened right in the, it was just chaos. It was like, it was like the game should have just ended. I'll be honest with you. It, it should have just ended. LeBron only scored two more points after that, I don't the entirety he- of the game and the Lakers lost the fucking game to the thunder. So yeah, I think it, you know, in a game that kind of matters, like I'm a Lakers fan first, more than I am a LeBron fan. Everybody knows that. So in a game that we desperately needed to win <laughs> for it to end abruptly like that. You know, again, I, I'm I'm upset that this is the first thing I'm talking about here. But it, it you the, you kind of you toss it to me that way, so I'm going to take it on. I I thought it was weird. It's a weird thing. I I do think, especially knowing that Kareem had the same thing happen to him, it makes all the sense in the world. Stop the game, have a moment. You know, bring Kareem out, give him a hug, and then let's let's just fucking play, right? Like that's, and then we'll do the rest of that shit at the end of the game. But that didn't happen. It clearly. Stopped LeBron's rhythm because, again, he only scored two more points after breaking the record. So, and we lost the game. So, I, I was a little bummed out <laughs> that that was how it finished, but amazing. I mean, LeBron was from the tip very apparently going to break the record that night. And I think he picked the Oklahoma City Thunder going like, these boys don't play defense. They got old Kendrick, Kenrich Williams out there. They don't even have Lou Dort. They got Kenrich on me with who's got like the, the, the mullet he's got like a mullet going which is pretty intense um give me the ball give me the rock they're not stopping me and he was just head down like a freight train that entire game um and and so let me let me just let me get to the actual part where I congratulate him because I haven't done that yet it is phenomenal I I it is one of those accomplishments like you mentioned that seemed insurmountable it seemed never to be touched and I do think we have one of those records that will never be touched. And his name is John Stockton. He owns the assist record. I don't think that will ever be touched. Although Nikola Jokic is already the leader in, in, a, in assists all time for the Denver Nuggets. Uh, he's got a long way to go to reach Johnny Stockton. So
0: do you imagine I've, if a center broke that record? Broke oh, my like God. How-
1: anyway, we're getting off topics here. So Stan Van Gundy said something in in the lead up to the game that really resonated with me about LeBron. And i the way that I take it, and I'll rephrase it in my own way, but most of it is, is nodding towards what Stan said. And I think it's fair to say that everyone will have their own opinion on who's the greatest player of all time. Michael Jordan, LeBron James, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Wilt Chamberlain, Bill Russell, whoever you have is fine. And I, and I love the fact that LeBron acknowledges that and is not out to try and change people's minds, understands that the debate is good and that he's happy to be involved in the conversation. That's fantastic. It's beautiful. Chef's kiss on that. But I do think you could make a very easy case for LeBron being the most accomplished player to ever play the game. Now, most people would say, no, that's Bill Russell, 11 championships, all the defensive player stuff. That's fine. You could argue that. I would say that LeBron's accomplishments were, were harder to achieve than what Bill Russell achieved all those decades ago. Shout out to rest, rest in peace. Shout out to the legend, Bill Russell. But I think it's fair to say, regardless of who you believe is the greatest player of all time, it's really hard to argue against LeBron being the most accomplished player of all time. And I'm very proud that he was wearing the Laker jerseys, the, the Laker colors when he broke this record.
0: Yeah. I think that's well said. And I, I I think you're absolutely right. I mean, there will always be the argument, I guess. And like, I just, don't necessarily know what LeBron has to continue to do to get the people's respect to even be in that conversation. Like there was even, if he's
1: not in people's conversations, you're not, that's it's not, you shouldn't talk to those people. If if, if someone's out there saying he's not in my top three of all time, then that person is just trying to troll you. They're just trying to fuck with you because that's, that, that can't be the case.
0: It cannot be. And even like leading up on ESPN and JJ brought it up on his show when they're like, you know, is LeBron a great scorer, right? And they're like, no, no, actually he's not. And it's like, bro, he is the number one scorer ever. Like, what, what does that mean? That's why I'm asking you the question of like, what does this yeah. not NBA basketball player mean? Like when you're saying he's not a scorer, like wh- how can you possibly say that being a media person right. and whatnot and like say it with a with a straight face? So I'm just glad. It's crazy, man, just because – I remember when he was drafted, and if you think about where you were in 03, and now we're just watching this 38-year-old guy break this uh, this unprecedented record that we thought would never be done. Like, what more does LeBron have to do to earn a lot of these people's respect? You know right. what I'm saying? So uh, it was great to watch. I wish he was doing it in a Clipper jersey, but that didn't happen. <laughs> Either way, um, you know, I'm surprised we got through all of this. I didn't even get into my Anthony Davis not celebrating with LeBron when that and happened. did I. Which I which I really want to touch on, but I know you gotta go. And you know what, Drew? This has been our like fourth podcast this yeah, week. I'm banging them out. I'm fucking exhausted. All right. <laughs> and I I honestly I just wanna watch uh, Last of Us on Netflix right now. I don't want to watch basketball. I wanna yeah. I wanna go make a cocktail, which you I'm go. going to do. You go move into your new crib. And if something happens in the next 24 hours, we'll do another one. Clips and Drew are gonna outwork everybody leaving up, leading up to the playoffs into the finals okay so let us know what you think let us know who had the best trade uh who made the best moves give us your grades on the Clippers and Lakers let us know if you think this thing in Phoenix is actually going to work out it should work out on paper it looks really good but Luke has got something to say about it so either way we are going to be back shortly it's the follow-through with Clips and Drew and we're ghosts you know what it is you know what it is.